Welcome to the Reflecting Him podcast, where we dive deep into discussing what it's like to live a bold and spirit-filled Christian life. We are your hosts, Casey Slack and Brian Murphy. We really hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Thank you so much. Today's culture is insane, is complex. Today's culture is just full of, of all sorts of things. You got, you know, you got wars happening right now. You got war happening. You got, you know, destruction happening. You got protests every day. You got violence in the streets. You got false and exaggerated news and media. You got identity crisis all over, especially here in America, like we've never seen before. We have consumerism, um, you know, unhealthy, toxic consumerism um, happening. Uh, you know, we have inflated politics. We have all these distractions, all these, all these things that we can easily let get to us and infect us or affect us and infect. You know, you can, man, some of these things are so toxic that when you spend too much time with them, you know, listening to them, watching whatever, whatever it is, you will get infected. You know, the, the devil is here to steal, kill, and destroy with whatever he can use to do that. So he will use anything and everything to try and, and, uh, and um, destroy our minds, destroy our brain, um, make us to where we are, you know, brought down to a state of complacency, ignorance, um, ignorance of, of the truth. And the truth is the word of God. So, so the devil will use anything in his toolbox of, and his, and his arsenal, his weaponry, he will use anything to bring us down to the level of ignorance, um, to, to the word, a level of, um, of, uh, you know, dishonesty, a level of, of complacency, a level of pride, just not what God wants us to be. He doesn't want us to be here. He wants us to be here. He wants us to be wise and discerning in our ways. Um, and the first verse that I have for you today the first verse that I have pulled up here is Romans 12, 2. And this is what we're going to start with um, for, for this episode. This episode is how to be set apart in today's culture. So Romans 12, 2. If you have your Bibles, if you have your phone, uh, look it up with me if you're, if you're able to without uh, exiting out of the broadcast. Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So guys, I really like this verse because you can unpack a lot from this verse. The first thing I have, the first question I have is what is conformed? What does the Bible say about being conformed? But more importantly, what does the world say about being conformed and how can we compare and contrast? So being conformed according to the dictionary is to comply with rules, standards, or laws, or to behave according to socially acceptable conventions or standards. 
Okay. So which part of this definition is more closely related to what we're talking about? When you comply with rules or standards or laws, that's kind of a given, right? Um, you know, both in the Bible and, you know, in um, in just the world in general, we are uh, called to follow the rules. We are um, we are raised up in our households. At least I was. I don't know about you, um, but at least I was. I was raised to be a good um, a good citizen of the United States of America. To follow rules, um, you know, to to uphold standards and and the laws that are given, you know, by our government, by the Supreme Court, by the legislation, um, and all all down to to the state and to city city laws, you know, we, we are, we are called and we are raised up to follow these rules. Why? Because they create safe environments for us to live in. Now, that's the intention. Sometimes, um, as you can see with some of the laws that are passing right now, um, these laws are not uh, creating such safe environments uh, for everyone, only you know, only certain people. At least their intention is to create safe environments. But when they are in contrast uh, to what is biblically, what what is biblically um, lawful, what is uh, what is biblical standards look like, um, it can cause problems. Now. The second half of that definition is to behave according to socially acceptable convention or standards. This is what I want to highlight because where it says here in Romans, do, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. This conformed is referring to behaving according to socially acceptable conventions or standards. Why? Because if, it were, if this conformed was referring to, to comply with rules, standards, or laws, then that would mean Jesus is saying, or that Paul is saying, "Do not be, do not comply with rules, standards, or laws of this world." Of this world, that would be in direct contradiction to that God uh, places upon this earth kings, queens, and rulers. Right? He appoints them. Correct? He allows for them to be appointed. So if if, if God is a just God, therefore his kingdom on earth needs to be just as well. Therefore, there needs to be rules, regulations, standards, morals, all, all those things. And so if Paul was saying, don't follow these rules, don't follow these standards or laws, then that would be a bit of a contradiction, don't you think? Now, just like I was saying before, we could go into the whole like, oh, well, you know, the laws right now, uh, that are being placed um, aren't biblically sound. They aren't moral um, according to Christian standards and theology and doctrine. And that is absolutely absolutely correct. But even though these, I'm sorry to say it, but even though we, even though we have these laws in place, we can do our part as Christians to lobby against them, to you know to vote no against these things but if and when they are passed and we don't like these laws 
Unfortunately, we still have to follow them because otherwise, when you break the law that is in, that is enforced and placed, you can you can go to jail. Now, this is where the subject is touchy, right? Because when when Jesus says, "Don't be conformed to this world," um, when we when we do uh, follow these rules and these laws that are not biblical and that are not you know uh, biblically sound. Um, and against Christian, you know, theology and doctrine, um, we 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 can't conform to these things. And this is this is what we have. This is what how it comes into behaving according to socially acceptable conventions or standards. A lot of what's going on in the world right now um, is socially acceptable conventions and standards. You know, it's. It's okay to be confused about your gender. It's okay to be. Um, it's okay for a man to, to to turn into a woman. It's okay for a woman to turn into a man. Um, and you know the that kind of further topics can be discussed in a, in another episode. But you have to realize and you have to understand that right now it's a really hard time. It's really hard time, um, and we have so many influences and and you know people saying go this direction and other people saying go that direction, um, and it's it's easy to get pulled into the mix of it. It's easy to get wrapped up in all these different ideas and and theologies and different doctrines being taught and all these stuff, but we have to stand out from it. We have to learn how to be set apart without conforming to the world. So part of the discussion we're going to discuss tonight is what does it mean to be in the world and what does it mean to be of the world? So unpacking Romans 12 2 further. How what what is what is the word testing referencing when it says that by testing you may discern what is the will of god what is good and acceptable and perfect by testing you will know these things so what is testing referencing well back in high school i remember taking chemistry class and we would have we would have this experiment where we took uh testing strips that tested pH, the pH levels of soil, and we would test the different soils of these uh, of what of these different soils that plants were planted in, and we were we were to test whether the soil was acidic or alkaline. And so the the test strip when we take the soil, we would put it into a a, a petri dish or or a um, or a uh, a flask, and we would uh, pour water. And we would soak the water with this, or we would soak the soil with the water and get it all mixed in there. And so the water then became either the acidity or the alkalinity of the soil. And then we would test the water with the pH strip. Um, and we would figure out whether the soil was alkaline or acidic. And, and then we would study how the plants, which plants needed the acidic soil and which plant needed the alkaline soil. So this is kind of in similarity to how we need to test 
um, test the soil we are living in. Test, test the fact that if, are we in the world or are we of the world? So testing the pH of the soil of the plant allows you to see if the soil is acidic or alkaline. If the plant does better in acidic or alkaline soil, then you know which is best for its growth. So testing, test your soil. My first point is test your soil. What kind of soil do you require? Okay, now I'm not really going to distinguish, you know, between acidic and alkaline, um, you know, acidic, yeah, it's acidic. Does that mean that that is in reference to the world and the alkaline is being a Christian? I don't want to get deep with that. All I'm saying is test your soil. What, um, what soil are you going to experience growth in? If you are, um, I had this discussion with my mom last night and she brought up some good points. And one of the things we, we talked about was, okay, so you're an unbeliever in the world. Um, depending on, the, on your circumstances, depending on how you're raised and all these other factors, but still being an unbeliever, you have a 50-50 chance of either making it and growing and being prosperous and, you know, and, you know, living a full life or you have the potential of not growing, right? Um, but even without Christ, you still have the potential to grow. Now, what that growth looks like is most likely possibly rooted in ungodly things, but that's beside the point. Now, but when you're a Christian, when you're a believer, and you are planted in soil, that the nutrients that you're getting from this soil <clears throat> is not godly, but is rather... Um, things of this world that's fueling your growth, your growth is going to reach a limit and it's not going to be as full and it's not going to be as uh, whole um, and fulfilling than if you are a Christian and you are planting yourself, you're rooting yourself in soil that is godly and that has godly nutrients, okay? How do you test your soil with the word? You test your soil with the word. How do you test your soil? <clears throat> you test your soil with the word. Excuse me, guys, I need to get some water, but... You need to ask yourself, how does the word compare or contrast to your current lifestyle. So my second point is if your lifestyle contrasts with the word, change your soil. Come on, somebody. Change where you are rooted in. How do you change your soil? You need to renew your mind. And this is where I'm finishing up with Romans 12 too. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Transformed is transplanting your soil. Transplanting you into different soil. You need to do that by renewing your mind. 
Let's go to Philippians 4.8. Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Another translation says ponder on these things. Meditate on these things. Invite these things into your life. Make these things a part of your lifestyle. What have you been thinking about lately? Whatever is, what, whatever is, is noble, whatever is right and whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, think about these things. What are you thinking about lately? Has the news gotten to you? Has politics gotten, gotten to you? Has the insanity of this world gotten to you? What are you thinking on? What are you meditating on? You know, I, um, I, know, you know, I know someone who, who, who loves politics. And there's nothing wrong with loving politics. If people didn't love politics, we wouldn't have politicians. Okay, if if we didn't have, if we if 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 uh, if people didn't like helping people, if people didn't like um, uh, healing people, we wouldn't have doctors and physicians and nurses and practitioners. Okay, so we need politicians, right? We 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 need to have people who love politics, because if we didn't have people who are passionate behind those things. Our politics wouldn't have the the such a spectrum that we have right now. It would be very neutral, unexciting, and we wouldn't get anything done, honestly. So, what what are we thinking on? You know, um, if you if you love politics, that's awesome. But I know someone who loves politics, and sometimes I know that they can get so caught up in it that they kind of lose touch with with God in their life. They lose touch with other things that they could be prioritizing. And I know how detrimental that can be. You know, I used to be obsessed with um I used to be obsessed with binge watching TV. Like I had at one point I had a Netflix account, I had um a Amazon account and I had a Disney Plus account, all three. That's a lot of content to get caught up on, right? And so I was binging like no one's business. And even though I, I am a, I am not only an audiophile, you know, I, I love music, but I'm also a film geek. I'm a film nerd. I love movies. I love TV shows. I went to film school for a year and a half. You know, it's part of what I do. You know, I love media, love media. Um, if I didn't love media, I wouldn't be doing this podcast or this live stream, right? But at that point, I got so caught up in it that I lost sight and I lost importance and necessity in the things that I needed to prioritize most in my life. I was pondering too much on media and I lost track of the things that were more important, especially my relationship with God. Okay. 
So in order, my point number three, in order to stand out as a Christian, your life, your lifestyle needs to reflect that of which is contrary to that, to what the world is like. Let me say that again. In order to stand out as a Christian, your lifestyle, that means your habits, your addictions. There can be healthy addictions, like addicting, being addicted to God. That's a healthy addiction right there. But more importantly, habits, your routines, your morals, your values, your standards, your priorities, your character, your influence, your lifestyle. It needs to reflect that of which is contrary to what the world is like. So take the things of the world Compare them to what you should be living, as in the word of God, the truth, God's word. How does it compare? And how does it contrast? The things that contrast, those things need to go. Worldly things, the things that are pulling you away from living a true life in Jesus. Those are the things that need to go. And I know it's really hard. Uh, I know it's really hard to, 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 to pull yourself away from those things sometimes, you know, because when we get caught up in those things, such as politics or, or media, we become emotionally attached. And emotions have to deal with our mind. You know, um, we tend to separate our emotions from our thoughts, right? But they're very, 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 very intertwined. Um, If you think about something, you also feel something the majority of the time. When you think about a memory with your mom or your dad and you really love that, you also have an emotion that's attached to it, right? So when you are invested in something so much here, you're also invested here. When you, when you invest time and energy into something, it says where your treasure is, there is your heart, correct? In the Bible. And so when you invest time and energy into something, you are going to be emotionally attached to it. You know, and so uh, these things of your lifestyle, um, in your lifestyle that is in contradiction to the word of God, but more, more importantly, that is keeping you away and distancing yourself from having the relationship with, with, with the Lord. You need to not only detach yourself physically, as in cut those things out of your life, but you need to also emotionally detach yourself. And how you do that is when you replace, when you start paying attention to the things that are godly and you start paying attention to the word of God and how it applies to your life, 
your brain starts to renew. You start to renew your mind with the word and what God has to say about these things. And so when your mind starts replacing those and you start to fill your life with the things of God, you start to become emotionally invested as well, right? Because now you're putting your time and your energy and your heart into the godly things. And so as you're doing that, you're doing this transition, right? You're doing this transition. For an alcoholic to become a non-alcoholic, it takes a, takes a process. They can go cold turkey, right? But it's not cold turkey here. They just, they just, they just went cold turkey. But there is, they, you know, they got rid of the liquor in the cabinet. But there is a process that goes on here that can take weeks, months, maybe even years. Okay? So it can be a quick process depending on how deep, deeply you were invested into that previous thing. Or it, could, or it could take really, really slow. And as you're transitioning, right about here in the middle is where it's really hard. Because now you're in, in the middle stage where the, the decision or the, um, the temptation to go back is really, really easy. It's really easy to fall. But once you get past that, that's when the that's when um you know the realization that you are now on the journey of righteousness and 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 holiness and being set apart is so much real you know because here was was the process of getting rid of all that junk right and it's really hard because you're detoxing right but over here is that you're you, now the ratio of detoxing from the old and feeling of the new is now flipped. Now feeling of the new is much more prominent and 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 prevalent than um, than the detoxification, and so it's 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 easier. So before going on, I'm going to reread number three. In order to stand out as a Christian, your lifestyle needs to reflect that of which is contrary to what the world is like. Come on, somebody. 1 Peter 2.9 But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. Come on. The Israelites were set apart from all the other nations because God wanted them to be his own. When you are when you are chosen, when 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 God pursues you and is and chased after you, the moment you gave your life at the altar, the moment you surrendered your life in any capacity, it doesn't have to be at the altar. It could have been in your bedroom, you know, on the verge of committing suicide. You know, any any. Um, any moment can be a moment to to surrender your life. So when you surrender your life to God, you are now automatically set apart. When you when you gave your when you give your life and you uh, and you get baptized, you come out of that water a brand new person, dead with the old, born with the new. You are now a new creation. You are born again. 
you are now set apart from the world in that sense, right? But because, but, but because, you know, um, because salvation is only secure in that decision, in that daily decision to pursue the things of the Lord, we can lose sight of that easily by all these other distractions, right? And so being set apart, set apart is not just a one and done thing. It is in God's eyes, right? Because he chose the Israelites for, you know, for that nation out of all the nations and he kept it that way. Every time the Israelites messed up, complained and started following other gods, God didn't, you know, you know, uh, you know, turn in the turn the keys and was like, okay, I'm done. I'm done with this nation. I'm going to choose another another nation to uh, to be set apart. Nope. He kept with the Israelites. Why? Because his decision is yes and amen. His his promises are always true and he keeps with his word because he made a covenant. He made a covenant with Abraham. So when he sets apart something, he sets apart something. But it's up it was up to the Israelites to remain set apart in their in their eyes. And man, did they did they fall away from being set apart so many times. You know, they they uh followed other gods, they worshiped idols, they you know, they let other, you know, people um enslave them. They they fell they fell so away, they they fell away from God's security they fell away from god's love but he didn't stop doing that he didn't stop love loving them he didn't stop stop you know protecting them he didn't stop you know um he, he didn't stop exiling them from their egypts you know it wasn't it wasn't just egypt that you know enslaved them and captured them it was other nations too that did the same thing the Israelites constantly found themselves in bondage but god always came through and and secured them and freed them. So when it when in 1 Peter 2 9, when it says that you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. He chose you so you could proclaim his excellencies. What does that mean? He chose you to be set apart so you can be a light to this world. You can be salt to this earth and you can be an example of what a good, good father he is. That's what it means. John 17, 15 through 18 says this, I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. You are not only chosen, you are sent. The moment you give your life to God and you say, I will follow you for the rest of my life, you are sent. After the disciples chose to follow Jesus, he turned back around and he said, now I send you. I was sent by the Father from heaven down on this earth to then send others. I was sent on this earth 
so that people can follow me and then I disciple them and then I send them. The moment you choose to follow Jesus, it's, it's, it's not just following um, following him physically everywhere he goes. Because now he's saying, go and I will follow you. I will follow you with my spirit. I am sending a helper. Helpers follow. Helpers, helpers go with. Um, they also help lead when, 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 when necessary. Jesus is entrusting us to go and be sent into the world that we may be a light, that we may be an example, so that the people that we exemplify to, that we, uh, that we shine light towards, can see the light that is around us, that is, that is burning, the fire that's burning within us, and wonder, what is that fire? If your lifestyle does not, it does not make people question where you are from, then I have to wonder what fire are you carrying? When, when someone goes up to you and says, man, I just can't put my finger on it. Something's different about you. And I love it. And I like it. I want, I want to be like you. Huh, well, I'm a follower of Jesus. I can, I, I can, I can show you who this, who this Jesus is. He's your creator. He's your, he's your God. He came on this earth to die for you. He came on this earth so you don't have to be like other people. He was sent on this earth to remind you that you are created differently from everyone. That you have a purpose on this earth. That you are created in the image of God which has multiple um, facets. That has multiple sides. That has multiple um, uh, characteristics and personalities and all these things. So when, when you are set apart, God invests in you his, uh, his, his purpose, his, his plans and his thoughts for you. And his plans and his thoughts for you are different than anybody else. You are different. You are set apart. You were called. You were chosen. You were sent to, to, to be different so that people who are conformed to the world, they see that difference and they want to be like that different. They also want to be different. They also want to stand out because standing out is cool. I'm just going to put it right there. Standing out is cool. So guys, that's, that's, that, that's, that's, what, we're, that's what we're here for. I'm going to finish up with this verse. It's coming, coming up on, on the hour. We have about, um, about 10 minutes left here, 20 minutes left. Philippians 2, 14 through 15. Um, this verse was mentioned in a recent uh, broadcast of Ruslan um, a couple days ago. And it was relevant to his to his discussion, but I, I was also like, yeah, I'm going to use that verse for, for today's discussion. It says, do everything without grumbling or arguing. Do so that you may become blameless and pure. Um, quote unquote, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. I'm just going to say this, guys. If you think that this generation is messed up, warped, and crooked, uh, it's it's going to get 
it's going to get worse. Um, you know, we might have times where, um, you know, if if the if the second coming is is you know is further off than we than we hope it is, um, you know, we hope that Jesus is coming soon. Of course, do we need to invest in that? Um, no, we need to spend our time here on earth wisely, and we need to, we need to reach the four corners of the earth with the gospel. And we can't do that if we're constantly focused on on the end times and you know when when Jesus is coming. Um, keep a watchful eye, yes, but also um, keep your priorities um, of of preaching and spreading the gospel. Um, but man, you th- you think what's going on right now is crooked and and um and warped and deceitful and toxic um times are going to get worse um before before jesus comes um and we need to we need to be more of a light now than than we ever have been um you know that's why i'm going to invest more time into these streams into these videos into my youtube channel into the podcast and into my online ministry uh because um this is what god has called me to do this is how god has called me to preach this is how god has called me to minister to to the nations and and preach the gospel and so gosh darn it i'm going to do it um and so When you, when when you are a child of God, um, God calls us to be blameless and pure in His sight. He calls us to um, shine among them, which is the world. Shine shine among them like stars in the sky. Are you the star that shines brightly in your workplace? Are you the star that shines brightly in your family? Are you the star that shines brightly amongst your friends and your circles? Are you the star that shines brightly even in your church? Um, I was going to hit on this in the beginning of the episode, but I forgot. And so I will will, um, also finish up with this. The church right now, um, is is full, um, oh, always has been because you know Paul and and the apostles and Jesus even warned us uh, warned us about this. But the church is full of false teachers, full of false prophets, and um, and we need to have a discernment of who who those are, um, so that we don't get caught up in in those teachings and those doctrines right that they're preaching and teaching um that's another way to be set apart you need to be set apart even in the church um you you need to reflect the true gospel um it you know i pray i pray this prayer very often and i will forever pray this prayer until the day that i die or until the lord comes lord if I am not preaching or teaching the true gospel that is 100% you and yours, your gospel, Lord, 
convict me. Let tell me, let me know. Um, you know, slap that false gospel right out of my hands. I don't want to read it anymore. I don't want to. I don't want to have anything to do with it. I just want you and you alone. I just want your word, your truth, and your truth alone. Um, if 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 other people's thoughts and and teachings and commentary and all this all this stuff, if it is uh, not congruent, it is if it, if it is in contrast with what is in the gospel that was written, then I'm not I'm not going to invest my time or energy or or thought into it. Um, so that's that's another great way that you that we as Christians can be set apart, be a light in your own in your own church community. Um, you know, um, we we need to grow a backbone as a church to be able to call out people um, who are leading um, the sheep astray. Um, and I know there's a lot of that going on right now, um, which is which is good. You know, I'm not going to make any more commentary really on that, uh, on that subject. Um, but especially now it's, it's, it's great that the church is, is growing, um, a growing a backbone and, 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 you know, calling out, um, calling out people, um, and, uh, and letting people know the, the true gospel, which is, which is awesome. Cause that's what needs to happen. Um, because if it doesn't happen, more and more, more and more, um, more and more body parts of the body of Christ are, are going to fall off and do their own thing, um, and and that's where problems arise. Um, Paul did not write those letters in vain. He wrote those letters to the churches for a reason, um, to either affirm them and what they were doing, or. Uh, convict them or to 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 bring conviction to bring correction uh kind correction um to to their teachings to their to their doctrine um because they were out of line with what the actual gospel um was teaching and preaching um one of the, one of one of the people that i find that really stood out in the gospels that um, really exemplified, 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 standing out is John the Baptist. Who else? I mean, uh, he did a great job of standing out in a very, very, very intense way. <laughs> I mean, uh, um, remember he was out in the desert. He was he was wearing um, either he was I forget he was either wearing sackcloth or he was wearing um, you know skins. Like he he was very. Um, poorly dressed. Uh, he did not wear anything, you know, extra extravagant. He was eating locusts and insects and worm and worms. He was, he was living a kind of honestly a hobo life. Um, we were talking in church today, uh, that, um, uh, John the Baptist would have been compared to uh, what we see on the streets today, like that's how that's how polar opposite it was. Um, but he was called. He had a purpose. Um, he was to prepare the way in the wilderness. He was to be that voice in the wilderness, crying out in the desert, um, prepare the way of the Lord. 
he was preparing the way of Jesus. And um, he was set apart because of his lifestyle. Um, and even though Jesus does not call us to that extreme of a lifestyle necessarily, it is extreme in, in our comparison between being a Christian, how we should be a Christian, and what it is like to live in the world. Um, being a Christian and living the world are very polar opposites. They should be. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a need to, to, to stand, you know, to stand apart, to be set apart. So John the Baptist was a great example of that. Jesus, of course, being the, uh, you know, being uh, the example um, he was, um, he was also, he also stood apart, right? Judas wanted a certain kind of Messiah, remember? G J Judas wanted a different Jesus. And that's what led him to uh, to allow the devil to use him to turn Jesus in. But even though Judas wanted a different Messiah, even though the Pharisees wanted a different Messiah, because they were looking for someone to come and take over the, the Romans to establish a, an actual physical kingdom on earth, right? But Jesus could only stay true to himself. Jesus could only stay true to himself. And the last point I want to make before I close is that in order to stand apart, in order to be set apart, in order to um, be different and not conform to today's culture is that you need to stay true to yourself as a Christian. Stay true to yourself and your identity in Christ. Stay true to what the word and God's truth says about you. You are a chosen people. You are chosen. You are a royal priesthood. You are a part of a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of the darkness into marvelous light. Don't forget that God called you out of a dark place don't forget that God called you out from the masses to be an example to the masses, to the nations. Don't forget that you are his and he is yours. Um, and don't forget to daily uh, walk in the footsteps um, of Jesus and walk in the life that he has called you to live. Guys, I hope that you enjoyed this live stream. Please go ahead and like. Uh, give us some hearts and, and, and likes on Instagram, guys, if you, li if you liked it. Guys, on Facebook, um, so glad that Facebook, um, so glad that Facebook worked. Um, <laughs> and as I think it did. Yeah, I think it did. Yes, it did. Okay. Um, I'm so glad that uh, that YouTube worked as well. So give us give us a like and subscribe and follow if you haven't. Um, 
I will see you guys next time. Um, hopefully together again with Casey. And we're going to have a, have a fun time. Um, just a little update on, on some things. There will be some, uh, some minor changes to, to the way we're, we're doing the podcast and, um, and the channel, the YouTube channel especially. The Facebook page and the Instagram will remain the same. Um, the YouTube channel, um, I, um, I myself am officially uh, going to launch my personal online uh, online ministry, my personal online um, YouTube channel. Um, and so, um, you know, Casey has his own YouTube channel, which I hope you guys um, have subscribed to his channel. It's awesome. He puts out fire content. Um, last night, he, he did a Friday fire and it was amazing. Um, and so if you guys don't want to miss out on the content that he produces, um, then go ahead and subscribe at his at his channel. I will put the link down in the in the description after this this live stream ends. Um, and then uh, here in the next week or so, um, the Reflecting Him podcast YouTube channel is going to switch over to my personal channel, and the the podcast will still go. Don't worry about that. We're still going to have fun. We're still going to put out um, biweekly live streams, which will be transformed into into episodes. Uh, and, and and into audio podcasts as well, and it'll be on a separate playlist, and and so you'll be able to access that content on my channel, um, as always, and um and but uh, then I'm gonna start producing um, personal content as well from from myself, um, relating to other topics and and other discussions. So I'm excited, guys. Um, thank you guys so much so far for for following us on this journey, um. This is episode eight or nine of, of the season two of the podcast. Um, I am praying and hoping for future seasons of this podcast and and just for the Lord to continue blessing um, this podcast like he has been doing so far. And I am just in so much awe and so much thanks of, of how this has grown. And it's all possible to him. And it's also also possible because of you guys. You guys keep this podcast going. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. I will see you guys in two weekends uh, for the third Saturday. First and third Saturday of every month will be the live stream, be a new episode of the podcast. So tune in guys. Stay tuned. Love you guys. I'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed this content and that it touched you in some way. Please leave a review. All feedback is good feedback, and we will see you next week.